Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram podcast with your host, Milton Stewart. Today we are discussing the Enneagram 7, and I'm super excited, just like an Enneagram 7, to do this episode. Let's go intro music. Desire, best of the seven, worst of the seven, sevens in the workplace, psychological defense, and how to help a seven in your life, along with how sevens can help themselves. Let's get started. Sevens are known as the enthusiast, energizer, epicure, or the generalist. So many E-words. Enthusiast and energizer definitely describe an Enneagram seven. Sevens, when they are interested in something, they are super enthusiastic and energized about it. Sevens can spread that energy unto others and a room like no other type. The epicure part of the Enneagram 7 is usually more apparent in their adulthood than in childhood. The generalist is because sevens are usually good at whatever they become fascinated by, a jack of all trades or a renaissance man or woman. The issue there is that sevens usually do not specialize in anything, which has its pros and its cons for sure. The temperament of the Enneagram 7. Sevens are in the thinking or head center of intelligence, so life is processed primarily there first. Sevens rely on a very active and fast thinking mind to keep things up and positive. Life must be fun and not boring. At the same time, they seek to avoid suffering in any form. And why not stay happy if you can? The problem is that this blocks the full range of feelings and limits their emotional capacity. Sevens can easily live in their heads and quick visits to pleasurable sensations in the body. Just don't go near those sad and painful feelings. The fear of suffering is worse than actually suffering for some Enneagram Sevens. Sevens are usually talkative, full of life, and happy, but they can also be scattered, self-absorbed, and flighty. Some of the key motivations for the Seven includes wanting to maintain their freedom and happiness, to avoid missing out on worthwhile experiences, to keep themselves excited and occupied, to avoid and discharge pain which leads into their basic fear, which is being deprived or in pain. The basic desire is to be satisfied and content, to have their needs be fulfilled. This is what a type 7 would most likely tell you about themselves. Life is an adventure. I seek pleasure and I have an insatiable appetite for new experiences. I am optimistic, active, and energetic. I see multiple options, but have difficulty with commitment. I do not like limits and avoid boredom. Best of the seven. The healthiest emotion for the seven is sobriety, which means limiting consumption and calming the mind in order to be present in the moment. The mind stimulation for the sevens can be overwhelming. The seven strengths include being enthusiastic, adventurous, fun-loving, quick thinking, 
They have the fastest minds in the Enneagram. A lot of times their brains can look like ADHD brains a lot of time um, from the action that's going on inside of them. Many ways that a lot of people who have ADHD describe what is going on in their brain. Enneagram 7 brain is doing the same thing. And I don't know if that should be a diagnosis or not, but I think you can function with it with a lot of work on focusing and taking your time and meditation and breathing. Does your workplace stink because the culture sucks? Are you tired of tolerating people and wish you could all work together cohesively? Does the mere idea of going into work give you anxiety? If you said yes to one of these, then you should probably quit your job. But since you're not going to quit your job, you should contact KaizenCareers.com. At Kaizen Careers, we are all about improving workplace performance. We use a unique tool called the Enneagram. The Enneagram helps individuals and organizations become more self-aware. That self-awareness lends into helping organizations with communication, conflict management, and leadership development, ultimately turning self-awareness into self-mastery and creating healthy workplace cultures so you can improve your service and bottom lines. You can contact Kaizen Careers at kaizencareers.com or Milton at kaizencareers.com. That's K-A-I-Z-E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R-S.com. Or you can give us a call at 901-334-1644. The worst of sevens, the lowest emotion of the Enneagram 7 is gluttony, which is not just about food, but rather a kind of intoxication or overconsumption of ideas, fun experiences, or substances. It is that stimulation that sevens seek, and that is why sevens are the most prone to be an addict. So that's why the healthiest emotion is sobriety. It's telling yourself no as a seven, that you're okay and you don't need more. And so it's also telling you that you don't need more stimulation. You don't need more this, more that, but you need less, and less is more, especially for a seven. And so a lot of times they can be, they can be an addict simply because they are also looking to distract themselves from any internal or emotional pain that they're trying to deal with and looking for a way out. Gluttony also allows sevens to distract themselves from whatever real problem or emotion that is really going on inside of them. As I mentioned before, some problems and weaknesses of the seven include being self-absorbed, dispersed, Doing so much, but accomplishing so little. Uncommitted, not interested now. So it's on to the next idea. Even though that idea was extremely amazing just a few days ago or a few hours ago, when a seven's uninterested, they have a tendency just to want to move on to the next thing and quit that. Sevens in the workplace. The following information is brought to you by 9types.com and my personal experience with 7s in the workplace. 7s offer a sweet solution to authority problems. Wants to equalize authority, which can come out either as a fair peer arrangement or a situation engineered to ensure that no one is allowed to give orders. If no one gives orders, then people can do as they please, which the 7 like. It's freedom. That comes with pros and cons as a leader, especially with the Enneagram 7. Sevens can become insistent about impractical ideas and inefficient approaches. Prefers ideas and theory to implementation. 
We're open at tasks to new approaches rather than face routine. So one thing, if you know Enneagram 7, the Enneagram 7 loves ideas. They absolutely love ideas. So that is one of the things. It's almost like ideas are their babies. And so if you cut down the Enneagram 7's ideas, you better be ready for them to either want to like leave the whole situation or fight you back and stand toe to toe because their ideas are like their babies. They absolutely love that portion of any process, especially in the workplace. Next, sevens go through the cracks rather than confront a lot of times. Um, An anti-authoritarian stance, anti-authoritarian stance that gets around the rules by broadening the definition of terms. They can find ways to get around things and say, oh, well, you didn't say that. So that's why I did that. And so sevens are really good at doing that, especially when there's authoritarian figure or someone who is maybe trying to yield power in a workplace over them. Sevens are excellent performers and open ended projects that do not move into a routine. They network, plan, synthesize ideas and approaches very well. They align the project in other areas of interest. So the seven's mind is super fast, super fast, and it can be scattered. But when its focus is super fast and for the Enneagram seven, their mind is moving so fast, it's making a lot of different connections. Some connections don't even make um, typically sense because they don't line up completely. So they may be from two different arenas or resources of thought, but the seven's brain is trying to connect them, which can obviously be something extremely vital and helpful to an organization. Sevens, um, they have an inner sense of compatibility and high self-worth. Positive self-image can be punctured by negative feedback. Just as I mentioned before, if an Enneagram 7 is in a brainstorming uh, session or even in the implementation phase of it and they get some negative feedback for the unhealthy seven, It could be catastrophic and mind boggling for them. It can really take them um, back and kind of put them in a seat where they're just like, well, let me sit back since my idea doesn't do anything for anybody. So do watch that if you give negative feedback to Enneagram 7. Sevens have a tendency to bend people's minds in order to get their support. Reframes objections. Puffs the possibilities puts forward a lucid idea without considering backup, offers convincing generalities with lots of little loopholes, offers suggestions that sound like promises. So it's interesting because a seven is great on their feet. They're great thinkers, impromptu. But the issue comes is when they think everything works like that and it will work all the time. And so sometimes they take that thinking into the implementation stage of things or when they're trying to convince people. And a lot of times they don't have solid information, but it's like, I know I can make it happen. And to be honest, most sevens can make it happen. But when it's not just a seven by themselves, it's a team. It always doesn't work like that. So that's something that a seven typically can do in the workplace. Sevens are very delightful to work with, though. Uh, They can be forgiving and creative during hard times. And the office person who usually wins the popularity poll. Entrepreneurship is a fun word, but a tough journey. If you are on the entrepreneurial path and need some help along the way, tune in to Hot Butter Business Podcast, 
where four entrepreneurs who met through a program called Co-Starters decided after the program to start a podcast. They each used their unique skills, talents, and businesses to unite in this podcast in order to give their audience a look into the mind of an entrepreneur. So subscribe to Hot Butter Business Podcast and walk with these four aspiring entrepreneurs on their journey. This podcast also features me, and you can see a full range of my Enneagram personality as I interact with other entrepreneurs. Psychological defense of the Enneagram 7. The psychological defense is rationalization. Rationalization allows sevens to warp reality and reframe past events to fit into their happy story. Sevens use rationalization to avoid suffering and to maintain a self-image of being okay or happy and joyous. Rationalization allows sevens to stay in their head. In their head, they can justify things and explain away hardships and painful emotions. This can allow them not to take responsibility if they get stuck rationalizing. Everything can be reframed towards the positive. The seven's ability to think of new options and possibility allows sevens to leave the present moment with its limitations and live in a seemingly unlimited future. Unhealthy sevens live in the future and have a hard time staying present to actually make positive moves towards the future they imagine. You've probably met a seven if, here are some verbal and nonverbal cues. Verbally, fast, spontaneous speech, upbeat word choice, tell engaging stories, nonverbal cues, bright, excited eyes, smile continuously, highly animated. So when they're talking, their hands are moving, their body is moving, and they're trying to get you to see the story they're telling with their body as well. The speaking style of a seven. Sevens are enthusiastic, they're exuberant, fast-paced, spontaneous, analytical, and idea-oriented. Others may perceive sevens as quickly shifting topics, making excuses, self-absorbed, and indifferent to others' input. Here are some examples of a seven in real life and fiction, which includes Benjamin Franklin, J.F. Kennedy, Aladdin and Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec. If you've ever read Benjamin Franklin's autobiography, you will get a sense of a seven that constantly worked on himself. Ben had his hands in some of everything. Sevens have their hands in some of everything. They're jack of all trades. They're so good because they can pick up anything that they do very quickly and do it pretty well. Next, J.F. Kennedy. It's tragic how his life ended, but people love this man. He was a charmer, energy that really draws people in to listen. Aladdin was always up for an adventure and sometimes wanting more that got him in trouble. Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec is a seven exaggerated. He has the energy, he has the energy, he has the energy, he's upbeat, he's active, he's everywhere, and he's also not in touch with his emotions. You have to take a look at the end of season two, I believe that's when he comes on, and for the rest of the show, and you will definitely see the exaggerated form of an Enneagram 7 in him. In the future, I'm going to do a podcast on Parks and Rec, 
just because all the different people have strong Enneagram types and they've exaggerated them. And I think it's wonderful. But going back to the seven, one thing the seven can get confused with another type on the Enneagram, which is the Enneagram two, which can look similar when it comes to the energy level that a seven brings to the table. But the thing about it, the seven doesn't bring emotions with it. Typically, the Enneagram two does. And so if you're having a hard time between Enneagram seven and the two, look at the emotions in the range of emotions that you have. Do you feel do you feel first um, a lot of different range of emotions or do you think first and you make everything about being happy? Um, that could determine whether you're a seven or a two, because the seven is typically not going to really deal with painful emotions and may not even know how to articulate what emotions are actually going on inside of them if it's not joy or anger. My experiences with Enneagram 7s. Honestly, my first experience with Enneagram 7s is that they're annoying, to be honest. But as I get to know them, it gets great. It's like they're doing too much. But when you realize they're doing too much because they're like really, really good people down, deep down and on top too, um, they become great people to be around because they can light up your life uh, and they always can find the silver lining or the good moral or the positive thing out of whatever just happened, which can be really helpful at times, but not all the time. So one of the Enneagram sevens in my life is uh, my mentee. My mentee is Enneagram seven and um, he just has so much energy. It's always something. It's always smiling. Kids are charmer. I've seen him uh, in the school setting. Uh, he knows how to not in a bad way, but get away with certain things or his punishment won't be as bad to certain things because he knows how to charm teachers and adults um, just with, like I said, smiling continuously, making people laugh, making them smile and just bringing like a positive energy and a positive vibe to a situation. Another Enneagram seven that I um, that's in my life is. Uh, the preacher at my church, and he does a wonderful job of basically being the archetype as the epicure. Um, he likes the finer things in life. He likes things to be rich in a sense. No, not rich like money rich, but like style. Um, it is something that has quality, I guess you would say. Even the food, it's rich with seasoning. And I'm not talking about salt, but I'm talking about seasoning. It has multiple flavors and multiple layers. And just like he uh, likes ranch, he likes a lot of it. He likes a certain kind on his different things. He knows what I'm talking about. When he hears this, he's going to laugh. But that's another seven in my life. Tons of energy. Um, brings excitement. Brings joy to people. Um, but can also bring a very serious and a very growth oriented mindset to life because he's worked on himself so much it's uh, crazy to see the development of an enneagram type when a person actually works on themselves you can be so much more effective in helping people and that's what he is uh, the next person i can think of which was one of the most annoying people that i met that was enneagram seven and ended up being my friend was a friend in this program called new memphis 
And I remember being at uh, one of our meetings and he was talking and talking and talking and talking like with this elevated vocabulary and he had all this energy and it was magnetic. But I was like, dude, be quiet. Like you, you're doing too much. Just You're talking so much. But he ended up being really cool. Um, it just was a part of what he did. Nobody answered a question. So he said, <laughs> my time to shine. The next person I can think of the Enneagram seven is uh, one of my coworkers, and she um, is hilarious, uh, has tons of energy. But the first time I met her, I thought she was kind of annoying. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, my goodness, she talks so much in her mouth. And um, she almost got in trouble with our um, executive director because the mind is so quick. She let something come out of her mouth as a joke. And it was aimed at our executive director. And after she said it, she was like, "Uh oh. And luckily, our executive director didn't have a problem with it. Um, she could play the joke back, which she's a one, by the way. So if you know the Enneagram, that was interesting. But um, it's just very quick mind and have to watch their mouths because they can have very quick mouths as well because the thoughts are just percolating in the brain. Another Enneagram seven I know is my nephew. And you talk about avoiding pain. When I get on him about something serious, it is amazing how quick he changes the topic. He will just say, bring up a random topic so we don't have to talk about something serious. It is crazy. It's annoying, too, because it's like he doesn't want to really deal with it. But we have to work on it. We have to deal with it. Sevens, you have to deal with whatever is painful whatever is troubling you, whatever deep inside that is hurt, because that's the only way you're going to actually be able to grow and get better. Hopefully you have found some value in this podcast episode. You can help to keep this podcast going by supporting us on Patreon.com. Patreon.com is a site where you can support content providers. Podcasts are free to listeners, but not free for creators. It actually costs money and definitely time to produce consistent and weekly podcasts. I podcast because I want to reach people and change our community through the Enneagram. If you want to help in that by supporting me, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash do it for the gram. Here's how you can assist if you're in a relationship with the Enneagram 7. Whether it's a friendship, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever. This is some of the ways that you can uh, help assist them. Because remember, you can't change anyone. But there are things you can do to help assist them if they are willing to take the assistance or want it. One thing you can do, you can encourage them to make deep commitments so this is going to be hard for the Enneagram 7, typically. A deep commitment is like, ooh, I'm being tied down. It's taken away from my freedom. But in all honesty, a lot of time, commitments can give you freedom of mind instead of having a billion choices on your mind. You know exactly what you're going to do, and you don't have to expend extra energy constantly thinking of the, all the options that you have. You can serve that by focusing on one thing and diving in and doing it well. Um, you can also help sevens by helping them to accept pain as well as pleasure in life and appreciate the value and the worth of all of it. Because a lot of times the joyful feelings and the joyful thoughts and experiences are great for the Enneagram seven. But the pain is something that a lot of Enneagram sevens do not want to endure or face. And so allowing them a place and a space to be able to do that 
is very helpful for them so they can actually experience the capacity of emotions that are out there and have a richer and fuller life instead of a hollow life built on a fallacy of happiness. Also, you can provide um, some frameworks, maybe for a seven. Something I encourage for Enneagram sevens, honestly, is one of those little charts that they have sometimes in elementary schools or um, different places where people struggle or like with little kids where people struggle to say how they feel. One of those like emotion charts where it's like a face and you can choose to face and say, oh, I feel this way. Because a lot of times the Enneagram seven is not going to know how they feel if they're feeling like depressive type feelings. They're just not going to know. So having something like that can actually help an Enneagram seven, no matter how old you are, um, get deep into understanding how do I feel right now? And why do I feel like this? And maybe I need to sit here for a while and allow this emotion to pass because these emotions that are deep and difficult, they won't last forever. All right. And also something else you can do is make sure that they know to keep it simple. Some people say kiss and they can say, keep it simple, sweetie, or keep it simple, stupid. And some other ones too, but it keeping it simple allows for the Enneagram seven to focus on something and be more clear on what they're delivering instead of it being convoluted with a whole bunch of options and loopholes and all that stuff. They keep it simple. It helps to not only communicate with other people, but it also makes it easier and allows them to conserve energy for a place that really propels them forward in a positive way in a relationship and in life. If you're an Enneagram 7, here are some things you can do to help develop yourself. Become aware of over-scheduling, multiple projects, and future planning as clues that you're avoiding something negative. If you start going to super planning mode or super future planning, slow down, take a look at what's going on. Because 7s are notorious for over-scheduling booking three or four things at the same time, not paying attention to something, and then all of a sudden trying to make all the events being late to all of them or stressing out about them. Something else sevens need to work on. Notice that you are missing the depth of experience or pleasure by staying on the surface and staying in the future. And so with this, You can't just be surface, happy, smiley. Hey, all right, cool. Don't want to deal with the bad because you're not going to get the full experience that a lot of times sevens are looking for. The deepness and the richness of experiences are made in the ups and the downs. That's the beauty of it. And that's when you really can feel them and understand them. And also not staying in the future. Sometimes you can plan so much that you could be at a fun place, but you're thinking about the next event. So you're not fully enjoying where you are presently. So working on being present, which is another podcast we'll talk about, which is on meditation, breathing techniques and contemplative practices so that you can be present and enjoy the moment and enjoy the people around you instead of waiting for the next moment or the next experience. Next, 
something you can do is make and keep commitments and agreements with yourself and others. Yes, it is tough for the Enneagram 7 sometimes to keep those commitments because, first of all, you make a whole bunch of them. Um, so it is tough because you may not be interested in keeping the commitment. But even though you're not interested, if you make the commitment, keep it. Be that kind of person. A lot of times you will grow from the experience, even though you may not have been as interested in it. And you may even get better and learn things and find out new things to become interested in if you follow through on your commitments. Moderate your pace and ground yourself. A lot of times sevens can be seen as flighty, as here, there, everywhere, but not really grounded. And people really don't know if they're like, hmm, I don't know how much I can invest in this person because they're everywhere. So something you might want to do in your gram sevens is, first of all, find something that slows you down because your mind is already moving a million miles per hour. Find something that helps slow you down to slow your heart rate. And then you're able to think more clearly and make better decisions. And that'll help ground you, make you more present, more present. And it helps to moderate your pace because you want to do things so fast. But sometimes moving so fast, you don't have much thought into it. Even though you're thinking super fast, you're not fully thinking through the things that are going on. Acknowledge the desires and well-being of others in an equal proportion to your own. Sevens can be very self-absorbed. Not necessarily selfish, not necessarily like cruel in that type of way, but self-absorbed where they're really looking out for themselves. Numero uno, more than other types, and sometimes to an extent that's not healthy for them and the growth of their relationships and them personally. And the last thing is realize that the full spectrum of life and the deeper purpose includes the darker side of life, the pains, the loss, the limitations uh, and accepting pain and suffering is a part of wholeness. And it can seem like that could be the worst thing sometimes for sevens. But what you want to realize is that it will give you uh, experience and a capacity for life like none other. It's so much richness in the ups and the downs of life. If you've ever seen the movie Inside Out, this is exactly what the seven has to work on. There's this like really sad um, emotion inside of uh, this person's head. I believe it's this young lady's head. And it's one that typically people try to avoid, but it's the one that brings the richness of life and helps you appreciate and love life way more. So um, making sure that you understand that life is full of that full range of emotions and not just the full range that are mediocre on the spectrum, but the ones that are deep, dark, sad, painful, and hurt. For those make the joyful moments so much more rich and it makes you appreciate life and the things and the people in your life so much more. If you've made it this far and have not already taken the Enneagram test, here are a few that I trust. You can always go to kaizencareers.com forward slash Enneagram and scroll to the bottom for the quick two question test based off of the Russ and Rizzo's quick test. The second one I trust is Eclectic Energies. It's another free test that has about 30 or so questions and can be pretty accurate depending how self-aware you are. The next one I trust is the Enneagram Institute for a more thorough test that will give you possibly your top three types. You can go to EnneagramInstitute.com and the tester has a minimal cost but it's pretty accurate. Last but not least, I trust the Integrative Nine test. 
This can be found at integrative9.com. This test is one of the most expensive tests, but I believe it to be the most accurate and gives a ton of information based on your type. It includes personal life, but really shines on how your type performs professionally. Enneagram 7s, listen closely. 7s, you are the life of the party. You are the joy. You are the happiness that brings people up. And it's extremely fun to be around. But you have to deal with the pain inside. And you cannot reframe, rationalize those bad things or your past. You have got to deal with it face to face. Whether it takes counseling, whether it takes actually sitting down with people that whatever experience happened with and going over it and seeing what actually happened. Rather, it's doing a lot of different gamut of things or finding an Enneagram teacher that will help you go back into that. You need to do it because you're not going to be a full, healthy human and able to contribute to society and make a difference, a real impact until you do that. You will be nothing but a happy person, almost like a clown or something that just provides a quick spot of happiness and fun and a smile and then you're gone but if you want to make a lasting deep impact you get in there and work with that pain that sorrow that suffering deal with it work through it not only work through it but sit in it sometimes let it sit there let it ruminate a little bit and that's going to help you grow and develop and be the person you need to be for all of your relationships and for what you want to accomplish in life. Sevens, you can bounce around so much of so many different things that you never really accomplish the things that you really want. Or you reframe things so much or you rationalize things so much that you never get to the goal you actually want. And sometimes you shift the goal just to make it seem like life is OK. Stop doing that. Find out what you really love and pursue it. Work hard at it. Write it down. Make a deep commitment to do it. No matter what else is going on, make a deep commitment. And guess what? When you get tired of doing it, because I know it happens, when you get uninterested in doing it, take a break. You get interested in something. You get stimulated. You will go so hard until you're so tired that you feel like you don't want to do it anymore. Take a break. Take a breather. Go rest. Go from it. Leave it. Do something that relaxes your mind. And then once you get energy back, come back to it. You will find an energy and an interest in it that you kind of had before so you can continue it. So do that and trudge along through it because there's wonderful things when you work towards a goal and you don't give up just because you're not interested in it. So sevens, I challenge you. I challenge you to be real, to be deep, to grow, to dig into those emotions that you may not have really dealt with. So that you can become whole, healthy, and change this world. You have the ability to uplift tons of people, to motivate, to inspire people. But in order to do it in a way that moves people from just being sad to happy, but move them from being lackluster life decisions to game-changing life decisions to where they become someone different, where they're transformed and not just a quick smile, but they're actually transformed from the inside. You're going to have to go deep within and grow yourself and deal with those tough things and keep pushing through. Well, that's it for uh, Do It For The Gram and Enneagram podcast. I just want to thank you for listening to all my listeners. 
Um, I want to thank you as well for everybody who has subscribed and uh, who's listened. I have quite a few unique listeners going on here, and I'm so thankful for you. Um, you can reach me at doitforthegrampodcast at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Instagram. Also, support me at patreon.com forward slash doitforthegrampodcast. And remember, do it for the gram. The Enneagram, of course. <laughs>